the best rugby insight and analysis. I mean, what do you say before a World Cup final? <laughs> you know, what do you say? Oh, lads, it's a big game. We better win this one. Oh, okay, yeah. No, yeah. not I thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB GAA. Mayo rocked into Fitzgerald Stadium today and came away with a hugely valuable pair of points. A five-point win in what was Kerry's first defeat here in 40 championship matches. This was a statement performance from Mayo. They kicked 119 in what was their first game in nearly six weeks. They set the tone physically early on, their full forward line contributed 11 points and their bench made a big impact late on as well. Owen McLaughlin eventually got the match-winning goal after 60 minutes. It had been Mayo's fifth effort on target and that killed off any sort of Kerry comeback. Kerry, who were five points down at half-time after a poor first half, were much sharper in the third quarter, but they couldn't get the goal that they desperately needed. David Clifford kicked eight points, including five from play, and Paul Ganey kicked three from play too, but they won't be happy with much else. Kerry go on to face Cork away in their next game, whilst Mayo are away to Loud. Let's get some reaction to that. We'll hear from Jack O'Connor in a moment, but first, here's Mayo boss Kevin McStay. First time Kerry have been beaten in Fitzgerald Stadium in 40 championship matches. You put 119 on the board. You must be absolutely delighted with that. Well, I'm very pleased with, with the result. And, and, of course, I think the result is a function of the performance, which was very pleasing too, um, because, you know, we stayed at it. We played well, I felt, in, in, in long patches of the game. And we gave, it, we gave it a really good shot. And just the consistency of application was very pleasing from our point of view. But, like, what was on offer is just the two points, you know. And there'll be another two the next day. But it, I'm not... Excuse me, I'm not for a second saying uh, that there weren't valuable points. There were, but they were hard-earned. You know, we had to go at this full tilt. Yeah, I heard you saying just beforehand that every manager plans to hit the ground running. Yeah. Were you confident coming in that you were going to hop off Kerry? Now, Aidan O'Shea set the tone early on with a great hit straight away, and you were right into it. You had two early goal chances inside four minutes. You were flying. Yeah, we, we did. We, you're, well, you're never sure. Like, a six-week break is, is a long time to manage, obviously. You're, you're hopeful that you'll hit the ground running. I mean, if you're going to compete down here, you pretty much have to hit the ground running. And um, But the guys were well up for it. You know, they were really excited by this challenge and also the disappointment of our exit in Connacht. You know, uh, people kind of questioned them, you know, after winning the league and then questioned after losing one match. And But this is the nature... Our, of our sport, I think. You know, I was saying that to them in the, in, in the team meeting room that every day we go out, we're questioning. We have to, you know, we have to answer the doubts in our own heads, and that's uh, that's uh, that's that's a big part of performing at this level. But uh, I was very, I was very pleased for for the players. They put a big a big shift in. I spoke to you um, after <coughs> the Roscommon defeat in Castlebar, and you could see after the five or six weeks there were a couple of changes. You got five points off your kickouts, going long and winning the break or, or winning a clean and moving a fast off the back of it. That must have been something you worked on. Well, I mean, we have we have good fetchers, we have good big natural footballers, and um, Kerry had a press on you. So they yeah, they had. Yeah, well, on. you know, we we'd be looking at why we didn't get a few few short off towards the end as well. But in a, in a general sense, the keeper and the defenders worked the kick out really well. Um, it is a target target for every team, um, and if you can get if you can win it long, I mean, that's the number one target: win the ball as high up the field as you can. Yeah. Not always possible, yeah. but um, uh, that's that's what you strive for. And we got a, we got we got a good few uh, high up the field. Yeah, we might talk about the bench in a minute. Jack Kearney had a brilliant first half. He was on everything, and actually Tom O'Sullivan pushed up to centre back in the second half to look after him. You got ten points off your full forward line in the first half, yeah. eleven overall. You must been delighted with that how they were moving inside yeah the, well they're, they're, again they're three good footballers and if they get enough ball they're going to cause down because there's well there's two huge men in there obviously Aidan and James and Ryan is is, is a gorgeous footballer um, but 
you know, again, I'm expecting them to get three or four points a game. I mean, that's what full forward lines are supposed to be doing. So they know they know that, that that's that's what the coaches are demanding of them. But it was nice to see their accuracy, their movement, their reverse pass. That was good. That was all. That was all good. But the work that was going on out in front of them was was, was mammoth. Yeah. Poor James Carr still had to do the hundred meter runs at the end of the game. Myself and James Dunn who were laughing. I think one of them came in at twenty four seconds. Okay, I didn't. I didn't well, what's that about? Is it just getting that. more into the legs? He, 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 uh, well, he, we took him off. Uh, pretty early I think maybe 10 minutes in so he was never going to have enough yeah. uh, done to satisfy the S&C boys and uh, I think I, I think he'll have found those runs easy enough he'd be happy yeah. enough with them Last one defensively you had two championship debutants in McBride and Sam Callanan Donald McHugh second championship game am I Absolutely, right in saying yeah, you spoke about the, the schooling that they got in the league and the amount yeah. of uh, work they got done in the league which was great you must have been delighted though at how they performed against the Kerry side who like Kerry looks slick against Clare you know, and they, they made goal chances in the second half today, but they really performed well your your defence. Yeah, we, 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 we created quite a few goal chances as well. But I, I think overall what you're looking for is validation from the league that these players can step up. And every pretty much every day we went out in the league, all all the management would have said, Yeah, there's something in him or there's something yes, we can work with that. And so there was no like we didn't see it as as um, taking a chance, giving guys debuts or whatever, because you know we see them playing; they're able to hold their own. All their, their and, and and only better, the, only better they should get now. You know, as they get more experience uh, throughout this season and, and other seasons. Final question, right? You've got a super panel there. We saw you empty the bench. You've got a huge two points. We know what this, these groups are like. Are you going to rotate the panel, the team, a little bit when you're facing Loud and Cork over the next couple of weeks to try and keep lads hungry and, and oh, move no, them no, on? No, no, that's that's not even a consideration. No, not it. This is. This is every game now, and it's absolute merits. And uh, oh no, I wouldn't even be thinking, wouldn't even be thinking that far ahead. Now I'm just going to enjoy the next few hours, and uh, we'll deal with all that tomorrow. Well done, Kevin. No problems at all. Jack Connor, five point defeat to Mayo in the first round robin game this year. Hard luck. You must have been disappointed with that first half because you did stutter at times in that first half. Yeah, we were a bit off it. No, to be honest with you, we were we were um, disappointed at half time that we we weren't following through on some of the stuff that we'd spoken about. We were we were not getting enough enough heat on in the middle third of the pitch, and then our, our inside backs were being exposed. And Mayo are a very you know strong, powerful team and and, and very athletic, and uh, they got through us a bit too easy. What was the slow start? Because two weeks ago you had five fourteen on Clare winning the Munster title. You bet Tipperary two weeks beforehand. Is the Munster prep not good enough at this stage? That's just a big step up in class. I mean, we were playing a team that's been relegated to Division 4 and another team that's been relegated to Division 3. So, obviously, today we were playing the Division 1 champions. Big, big step up in class and uh, there was times when maybe uh, maybe we weren't ready for that step up in pace because, you know, Mayo were asking us different questions to what we'd been asking them once the championship, surely. Yeah, Mayo um, started like a house on fire. They had two goal chances inside the first four minutes. They set the tone immediately. Were you surprised by how they come into this, despite having six weeks without a game? Oh, not really. They're they're a top class side, and sure, look, they were they were able to do their preparation and probably play challenge games and that uh, while we were tipping away in the Munster Championship. So, no, I wouldn't be surprised. May are a very serious team, and and uh, they gave us plenty plenty problems today, and so we have to go back to the drawing board a bit and and. and uh, see where we go from here yeah you certainly got a kick out of the third quarter and there was moments there when the crowd got behind you you had a couple of goal chances that they'd gone in it might have been a different story what happened at half time what did you say you made two subs did you did you go through the lads or what way did you approach no, it not, 
not really no sure 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 look we we just tweaked a few few things tactically and and uh, we just got a bit more contact down because in the first half we were very passive and we were we weren't putting laying a finger on mayo really so um you know just, just a combination of a few things we went for the game a bit more got a bit more contact down and just were a bit more positive that passiveness and getting contact on that's probably a hard thing to be able to get together when you've got monster championship games going on getting this game into the bones a challenge against the division one league champions is that going to bring you on a lot now well, that's what you'd hope. Yeah, you'd hope that that the, the game will centre us because this was a this was a real contest today. I mean, uh, huge pace in the game, and and uh, as I said, Mayo are a very athletic team, and they they tested us in every way. So let's see when we approve from here. Best of luck in two weeks time. Sure. James O'Donoghue was on updates for off the ball today, and here's what he made of it all. James O'Donoghue. Kalerni was happen before today. Very quiet, muted end. If you weren't from Mayo. Brilliant performance from Mayo. They won 119 to 17 points, a five-point win. You must have been really impressed with how they got on. I was. I was very impressed with Mayo. I mean, the story could be about how poor Kerry were, but I think you should flip the script, really, and it is really a success story for, for Mayo today because they came down to kick 119 in Killarney. On a beautiful day, fair enough, but still everything they did was just on point. You could tell they had a lot of work done. And the argument that's come up over the last couple of weeks is what's better playing the championship matches and coming in maybe after a few games or going away doing a training block and coming in so I think Mayo really definitely did go away and do a great block of work because they came fresh they came sharp and to kick 119 here and win for the first time in the championship match anyone's first time anyone's beaten carrying championship matches 1995 I mean it's a great achievement for them and some standout performers but definitely the better team and definitely deserve victory. Yeah, a first loss for Kerry at home in Championship Football in 40 games, which is just remarkable. We talked about, you mentioned it there, right? We don't know what the best template is in this new system. Like, we're seeing Tyrone go up against Galway at the moment, that game is live at the minute. But Mayo set the tone and the intensity. I think Aidan O'Shea got a hit in on, on Potty Clifford immediately from the throw-in, first play. Jack O'Connor spoke to him briefly after the game. He wasn't happy with the lack of contact in the first half that Kerry were getting on. That definitely showed today. But like, even when you're five or six weeks out, why is it a difference when you're five or six weeks out in your own training block to playing uh, championship football in Munster? The difference is that you you are chomping at the bit. You're watching these other teams play and they're getting credit, they're getting exposure, they're getting analysed and you're forgotten. You're nothing because you're not involved. So Mayo would have been would have had Kerry in their sights for the last couple of weeks, honing in on that, what to do, and then it's up to the players then to come in and, act- and actually explode when they're on the field and, and do what they're being told. But you're right, the physicality side of thing, the exact opposite to Kerry's last game where they outpowered Clare. I think that Mayo came and they outpo- outpowered Kerry today, which was very impressive. I think, especially in the full forward line, they mm. seem to get that right. We were looking at Aidan Shea here inside in the full forward line, no matter who was on him, be it Dylan Casey, Jason Foley, um, Tyg Morley was back there a few times. He just held them off, won every ball out in front and was able to get fellas involved. Same with James Carr. Every ball that came in, he was out in front, he was strong, he was physical. You can be physical in attack as well as being physical around the middle in hits and in and in tackles. You can be physical up front and I think that's where Mayo really imposed themselves. Up front, physical and put Kerry backs under serious pressure. Yeah, the Mayo full forward line. 11 points between the three of them. They had 10 points between them in the first half. Ryan Dunhu kicked five. Aidan O'Shea kicked two frees and a mark. And Carr got three from play. You were impressed with their movement and their aggression, I presume? Their intent? Yeah, I was. I mean, 
sometimes against Kerry um, teams get caught because Tyg Morley drops back he protects the full back line but today Mayo found other avenues to attack and get the ball quickly into them and that was probably the key you can have the best forwards in the world but if you don't get the ball into them either regularly enough or quickly enough it's never going to work how did Mayo do that today? well I suppose the main thing they did was they turned over Kerry high up the field they didn't if you look at some teams when they sit up defensively all they think is get bodies behind the ball close to their own goal to kind of condense the scoring area but Mayo pushed all their tackling bodies up into Kerry's half and stopped them at source high up the field and they made turnovers in that area inside Kerry's half and they got, in the first half they got two goal chances off it I think it was James Carr's goal chance where Shawnee Shea was coming out with the ball usually against against most teams he'd have loads of time in that situation but Ruan and Aidan Shea got in on him turned him over and suddenly James Carr was one on one with Shane Ryan so it's just a different kind of an attitude towards how to play and I think they got it bang on today because the more you can turn over the opposition in their half the more chances you get to get your full forward line the ball quickly Another thing that Mayo did today, they backed themselves going long on Colin Reap's kick-out. Mm-hmm. And they got serious joy from that in the first half. I think it was five points they got from their own kick-out in the first half. Whether it was winning a, a mark in midfield and moving it quickly or winning the, the break. Jack Kearney got in a lot of ball. That must be a huge benefit for a team when you can go long. Because Kerry had the press on them. So Mayo had so much space when they won their kick-out. Well, the way the game has gone now, the opposition kick-out... So Mayo's kick out for Kerry. Kerry would have seen that as an an attacking situation. They would have seen it. Reap is going to be kicking out the ball. We're going to win this and we're going to attack. And Mayo flipped the lid completely. Kerry's press wasn't tight enough, wasn't good enough, wasn't strong airily enough. Um, and they weren't strong enough on the breaks. And that's, again, where Mayo were incredibly physical. They were getting that secondary ball. There wasn't much primary ball being won in the air. It was all bouncing and Mayo were in. And they kept getting that next pass off. So Kerry's press was four on the full forward line, four and a half forward line, and four on the midfield, which means that Mayo left a couple of forwards unmarked up front. So Mayo did a great transition. When they won that dirty break, they moved it to fellas like Ryan O'Donoghue or James Carr, who were free, mm. and they just chipped handy points. And they could have actually created even more goal chances after. Yeah. So it was, it was an intriguing tactical battle that, again, Mayo got right. One other thing... Um, the breaks you mentioned them there and it's a, it's a hypothetical and it's a hard one to actually nail down but we saw Darren Moynihan and Dermot O'Connor and even Sean O'Shea set the tone physically against Clare they bossed that game they had the chest out you saw Moynihan with a turnover and screaming in a Clare player's face it was the opposite today they were they were nearly outworked and, and kind of there was nearly a hunger in Mayo when you go into have you gone into a championship match before when you're a little bit undercooked and the other team are you know they're ahead of you it's very hard to wrestle that back I'd say it is often in that situation where you might think you're undercooked or there's question marks you need one fella to just set the set the wheels in motion just get a big hit in get a big turnover and get the crowd involved I remember in one of my first days we were playing Cork in the championship match I remember Anthony Maher hit Graham Kenty an unbelievable hit and we were young and kind of a bit nervous at the time but that hit just said whoa right we're here kind of thing and I think Kerry needed someone to just start that today, but instead it was the Mayo fellas. It started with that first hit with Aidan Shea. There was others like that, um, that Mayo just seemed to come out on the right side of those those physical battles. And it, it gives the whole team energy and enthusiasm, and Kerry just never got that going. And the crowd were baying for it. They were baying for football, but they were baying for a bit of 
physicality and a few you know altercations but Kerry just didn't get into that mind, mind frame of Mayo were in it yeah I think it was 32,000 here like there was a you mentioned there was a serious buzz around the town beforehand we're lucky we got you I think you were tempted to go for a couple of <laughs> pint bottles beforehand were you? I was going to ring in sick after after walking through Scott Street alright but the town was packed and there was a serious atmosphere you know there was great Mayo crowd but more importantly all yeah. the Kerry showed up to support the boys but yeah. and, they, and they did support them but we really only heard the Kerry crowd get going when the Kerry team got going and that was in the third quarter I asked Jack O'Connor did he go through the Kerry team at halftime after they stuttered through that first half he said he didn't but he was looking for more contact he was looking for um, that bit more intensity mm-hmm. he makes two changes he brings in Paul Murphy and Adrian Spillane did they get the desired effect from that? They, they did. Adrian Splann had one great turnover and Paul Murphy got on a lot of ball and Kerry were kind of on the, on the front foot. But at halftime, Kerry would have been thinking, right, let's put a dent in this five-point deficit within a couple of minutes. But instead, Mayo went and they won the hot ball. Then they turned over Darren Minehan to get a point. They turned over Jack Barry for Ruan to get another point. And suddenly, all that, all that kind of good feeling about we'll get this back was just dented a little bit and it took Kerry the second wave then to kind of make a dent in the scoreboard but mm. they could never get within three yeah. and they needed that goal in the second half to kind of really put the, Mayo under psychological pressure but it never came They were, and they were reliant on a moment of magic really from David Clifford because his shots yeah. and goal Reek made two good saves but they were snapshots they weren't like the one-on-ones that Mayo had in the first first half and then he blazed through that ball that we've often seen ripple the back of the net there was one lovely move though I think it was the first goal chance you mentioned that it's something that you would have worked on a lot and Kerry get the ball in the wing and hit the penalty spot yeah. it really nearly came off yeah Potty, Potty Clifford had it out on the about 50 yards out and he put the first kick pass into the move out to Paul Ganey in the in the 15 spot he turned and straight lovely little one bounce pass into David Clifford who slipped to Potty on the run again who would give the first pass for a lovely goal chance but as it, Potty passed it back out to David for the goal chance save mm-hmm. with the knees but I know they were only kind of half chances but they were good football they, that was good football created by Kerry and sometimes just need a little bit of luck there to go your way but really did they did they deserve to get the goal and get back into the game probably not but they did create the chances again last week against Clare I know they were worried about not creating enough goal chances going into that game mm. they took those goal chances again into this game I think it was more of a physicality and an energy uh, problem today rather than kind of the the clinicalness in front of goal Oh McLaughlin eventually buried Mayo's goal it was their fifth attempt Ruan had a shot on target Carr had a shot on target towards the end of the first half it was the early goal chances though and we saw Jim O'Connor was slipped through by a quick mark by Ryan O'Donoghue and he kind of just buried it straight at um, Shane Ryan good save the second chance a fellow like James Carr were you surprised that he didn't have a little bit more composure in front of the goal there he could have, he could have. It was early on and he was in one-on-one. Do you know, those chances, there's a lot of different angles than when you're, when you're looking at them. He, he had so much time to run in and kind of think about it. And Shane Ryan just kind of took a step back and then suddenly he was on James Carr and we were, sh- we were kind of shouting, if he took it round him, he'd have probably just slipped it into an empty net. But it was a great save by Shane Ryan who, who really did keep carrying that game in the first half. If, you, if Shane wasn't on it, it would have been a different game. Were you worried by how open they were early doors I was but it was wide open on both sides Mm. just the way the game panned out and the way that Mayo embraced the game by putting that press up high Kerry then had to kind of match it by pressing up high as well Um, but realistically Kerry defensively weren't strong their full back line was completely exposed 
Mayo's half forward line were 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 turning up for points. Um, Flynn got one. Darty got one. Kearney got one. Kearney got one. Kerry's half forward line didn't chip in at all for for scores. So they did really throw it around. They weren't relying on anyone. And if you look then at Kerry, look, they have the best player in the country in Clifford, but just too too reliant on him. Yeah, was there, well, why wasn't there enough around him? I know Paul Ganey kicked three points and he definitely committed it in the third quarter. Tony Brosnan possibly just didn't have the game that he would have hoped to have had. Had two shots early on that he snatched that off at half time. Kidding his plans out injured. Shawnee O'Shea doesn't look as sharp as he had been last year. Like, wh- Why isn't it clicking? I think individually um, they're struggling a little bit. Of course, when you have Clifford, it, there's always the the chance to look I'll just slip it to David or let David do it you know like that's always going to be there but I think the Kerry need to look at themselves now and say I need to be chipping in with two or three even if they're from the half forward line full forward line Ganey was fantastic today I thought he he had his best game all year showed leadership did everything right took his points when they came but everyone has to chip in we've talked about it on the football pod numerous times half forward line you need to get scores there because it, it dictates how the opposition defend against you. If they know you're not going to kick a score from the half forward line, then they can they can really just kind of leave you off and just double up on on the full forward line. So mm. I think that might be something for Kerry to look at. Yeah. Spreading the scores out and not relying on Clifford. We mentioned how quickly Jack turned to the bench at half time, making those two changes. Mayo emptied their bench too. They brought in Tommy Conroy, Enda Hessian, Paul Dur- or Paddy Durkin, uh, not Paul Durkin, Paddy Durkin, um, Owen McLaughlin who got the goal, and Stephen Cohen who's making his hundred Mayo appearance today. Like, that is strength in depth. And they all added a little bit of something. Durkin got a point, Conroy got in a bit of ball, McLaughlin got the goal. Like, I asked Kevin McStay after the game, will you be rotating for the Loud and Cork games? He said, "This no, like, we're going to win these games. Like, So what do you do when you're kind of just outside the starting team there? How are those boys going to, you know, break in? Well, all they can do is, when they get the chance do what they did today basically and take it by the scruff of the neck and because it's a group stage and they'll probably win the group now mm. realistically uh, but they'll be into quarter final there's a lot of games still to be played before before say a possible All-Ireland semi-final when you definitely want your best team going well and it's nailed down so there's going to be opportunities for, for all the subs I know the mistake says he's not going to rotate but he is going to, to freshen things up give fellas a chance not taking the eye off the ball mm. but just putting him in like Tommy Conroy would make most teams you know it's just a case of building up his fitness James Carr is fantastic today um, and we saw him running we after the game we felt sorry for James after the game didn't we I think he played about an hour and he was doing <laughs> he was doing wire to wires here uh, with like uh, they blame the S&C boys he says they're looking at the numbers so I said it to I met Carr halfway across the pitch after the game I said how are they making you run <laughs> I think we counted 24 seconds for a 100 metre run at one stage when he should be hitting maybe 16 well in fairness I think he was on his 10th rep at that stage they were nearly bringing over a stretcher for him but <laughs> <laughs> to play a championship game in Clare and he win and be made do runs after yeah. maybe that's a, a winning mindset yeah yeah absolutely um that was going to be my last question. It was going to be on James Carr, but I suppose on Monday we'll be back with the football pod. Paddy Andrews is going to join us. He's at the Galway Throne game uh, today for GA goals, so we look forward to catching up with him about that. But just finally, Mayo winning today puts them in an unbelievable position to finish first, which will mean to go straight into a quarter final. If Kerry do what they should do, which is to get by Cork away next and loud in their final game in a neutral venue, we could be getting another game in Clarny in Fitzgerald Stadium. You'd be happy with that. You would, but I mean, 
look, there's going to be question marks about this Kerry team now. They're not going to they're not going to be going out and saying, right, we'll win our next two and we'll be back in Clarny. You know, they're going to be under pressure now. They're going to be fighting for their places. They're going to be put under pressure in training. So it's not going to be an easy summer for Kerry now. That that win might have papered over a few cracks. It's better, you know, just to be exposed by a good Mayo team. They know where they need to be now. If they do beat Cork and Louth, hopefully they will from a, a Kerry man, then you could be looking at another massive game here in Killarney. Like if you get if you get third place in the Galway Tyrone group, you know you're you're in for a hard one. The same in a, in a couple of other groups. So it's good that Kerry know what they need to do, and they'll have a second bite at it of getting it right here in Killarney if they can do the business against Cork and Lowe. Great work today, James. Looking forward to Monday's football pod. Enjoy your cycle home. <laughs> I will. Thanks, Tom. <laughs>